I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to the Inspired Evolution, and it is such a treat to be here today. I cannot emphasize how happy I'm feeling to have on Adam Roa. Adam, how are you? I'm doing good, brother. How are you doing? You seem, <laughs> you seem charged up, man. <laughs> Someone's going to do it, so it might as well be me. <laughs> yeah, thanks, thanks for bringing the energy. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I feel myself adjusting. I'm going to get to match you. Or at least get halfway there. The recalibration is in effect. <laughs> you hit me with it like a surprise. Right? We were meditating. Like taking a moment to meditate, and then all of a sudden it was just party time. From zero to 100 in like less than three seconds. I'll, uh, that's kind of the mission. <laughs> um, for those tuning in to Adam for the first time, guys, he's an international touring spoken word artist. He's a motivational speaker. He's a personal development coach and a conscious filmmaker. Um, I think these are all a whole bunch of titles. For me, the biggest, biggest thing is that um, he's actually an individual that is sharing his passions and his interests. Um, he's sharing his heart. And the key word that comes up to me when we're talking and we've got Adam on is transparency. Um, just being like, you know, just doing a lot of work internally and then actually having, I guess, the courage or the strength or let's talk about what it takes um, to really, you know, walk um, this transparent way. And um, I think even just before we started the podcast, um, uh, like I obviously ran um, Adam through a little bit about, you know, what, like what the Inspired Evolution was and what was going on. And he was like, cool, that's awesome. And then there was this little, okay, just to let you know, like for me, there's a condition to the podcast is that basically you can ask me anything. <laughs> and it's like no holds bar. And I think that kind of just emphasizes what I really wanted to have a chat to you about today as well, which is normally I like to start lighthearted, but let's just go all the way in, man. Like after all, your podcast is called Deep Dive, so let's dive deep. Yeah, um, I have. My, my podcast is called The Deep Dive, dude. I'm the, all about it. The surface level conversations, let's just cut right to it. Absolutely. So 
Um, let's talk about, um, I think let's start with conscious change, right? So at what point did you realize that, you know, you were changing and your external and internal world were like one and that you were going to start walking on this path of, I think something happened around to you around 2015, you said? Yeah. So, I mean, more or less, I went through what I refer to as a Halloween out period. That's how it was kind of con- conveyed to me where, um, you, you hit this point in your life where you're going to be given the opportunity to step into a new timeline of potential, a new reality. And a lot of people refer to it as, you know, a spiritual awakening, like this moment of, of, whoa, what's going on and seeing more of the picture than you've ever seen before. And mine came on the heels of the most difficult year of my life. Everything was falling apart up uh, until that point, this this past year was actually the most difficult. But up until that point, about five years ago, it was the most difficult year of my life. It I had a financial restart, literally cleaned out the bank account to get out of a bad contract. I got um, hit by... Uh, someone ran a stop sign and spun my car into a parked vehicle. I needed hip surgery. I was having migraines, but because I had no money, I still had to go to work. And then uh, I had my rental car one week after the accident a rental car, I walked out to the sidewalk after work and it had been hit and run on the side of the road and just demolished the bumpers hanging off. And this is just one week after, and I'm limping around with hip pain and migraines. And, um, I broke my brain like snapped and I said, okay, up until now, I thought that I had this life thing figured out. I thought that I could, I could just create success. I thought whatever, and it just hasn't been working. And yet people keep telling me, I kept hearing this, this echo of you can manifest your dreams. You can create your reality. I've been hearing this and I didn't know how to do it. And so I was uh, the key ingredients to this that I've dissected over the years. One is being humbled to the point of saying, I don't know. I honestly don't know. There may be another, there's probably a better way. I don't know it. I could, I'm open to getting some help. And then the next step is actually asking for the help. I called up the only spiritual friend I had that I knew meditated and said, can you please help me? I need like an aura cleansing because I feel like I'm walking around in quicksand all the time. Mm. And he put me in contact with this psychic, like this is spiritual intuitive who didn't believe most of what she said, but she did give me a couple of things that really stood out in my mind. I thought about those and I took the third step to me, which is I took action on it, right? Mm-hmm. I asked for help. And then when the help came to me in whatever form it was, even though I didn't fully necessarily believe that it would work, I was so desperate that I actually took the action and I didn't really know anything about ayahuasca at the time. And this ayahuasca circle for people who aren't familiar ayahuasca is a vine that grows in the, the in south america primarily it's grown other places now but it comes from indigenous south america and has been used in shamanic ceremonial rituals for for g- generations and generations and generations as a um entheogen which means you can have a visual experience you can have like a psychedelic experience and I, from one day to the next, had this massive just world shift and awakening moment, and things have not been the same since then, because that was the moment where everything, where I didn't believe in, we're all connected, I didn't believe in any higher power, I didn't believe in any of that, I was more atheist than anything else, and it shifted overnight, it shifted overnight into, whoa, 
technically over two nights because I sat two nights in a row. But over that weekend, I now was a believer because I'd had an experience in my body, in my mind, everything of there is something bigger than me. There is something out there that I can't explain. And the funny thing is that since making that shift and choosing to believe that and then learning how those rules now work, uh, I've created my dream life. <laughs> like I'm, do, I'm living all the things that I wanted before I believed those things when I was trying all the other ways that weren't working. And so for me, I have this classically conditioned evidence that my spiritual beliefs are actually effective at creating the life I want to lead. And that just creates a feedback loop where I believe more and more every time I see my dreams come true more and more. I'm really inspired by what you're sharing and uh, a lot of it relates because when you're talking about taking, um, by the way, I love that recipe, just, you know, finding your humility and accepting that you don't know and then asking for help and then taking action. That is like such a prescription for success. I think that's been one of the biggest things walking onto this path as like someone that, you know, is just walking into the unknown as a podcaster and just going, how am I going to make a living, make a life, make anything out of this, you know? Um, but I think what you just highlighted on then really nailed you know, drives at home in that you, know, you, you go through a spiritual shift and you start realizing that perhaps you can live a life that is more aligned with your spiritual values, um, even just not even in alignment, just you are the spiritual self that you are um, and trying to walk that out and try to offer that into a space. How do you, um, I think the question I've got for you, which is, yeah, I'm going to try and craft it. It's just something that's burning in my chest. So I hope that I can get the words around it. Um, is effectively you've like the work is spiritual like where you're obviously on your own spiritual journey right and I kind of speaking for myself here as well you're like like supporting other people on their spiritual journey as well so when does that click come in where it's like oh okay I've realized that part of me has become a spiritual guide when did I recognize that I'm a, a woo-woo hippie <laughs> <laughs> yeah um Honestly, I feel as if it's been a gradual thing where sometimes I catch my reflection in the mirror or I catch myself saying something and I go, wow, the me from eight years ago would have laughed and written me off. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I would have thought this, this dude, I have nothing in common with this dude. I don't actually align with his worldviews. I'm not going to listen to what he has to say. And that's where that humility piece was so big because it was only in the, in the opening, it was only in the crack of the armor of, I don't actually know that I was now willing to entertain someone like who I am now. And mm. you know what I mean? Like, look at what am I wearing around my neck? I'm, I'm literally wearing a, a quartz crystal that was crafted in a lab so that the molecular structure all points in the same direction so that the flow of energy can literally be flowing in one one direction because quartz is an amplifier of energy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, like quartz is an and so like we can get into the, the science of it and recognize that they use quartz in computers, right? Yeah. Like it's an amplifier of energy. It's very powerful. And I also can talk about it from the esoteric stance of just like the energetics of the quartz crystal. And I think it's important. And what I see is kind of one of the reasons why people are drawn to my message is because I like to play in both realms and understand how it works because I think they're the same thing. 
Mm. We're experiencing reality and science and spirituality and the esoteric. They're actually just languages explaining reality. They're just explaining it differently. And um, if I see them as being complementary instead of uh, in opposition, mm. it, it's, it allows me to craft my messages in a way that lands for more people. And it also allows me to get behind it because at the end of the day, the reality we create is going to be based on what we believe to be true. And so the things that I believe to be true, placebo effect or, or pure truth empirically, if people believe in that, is it doesn't actually matter because my brain's going to make it my reality if I, if I believe it enough. And so if I believe that I'm going to be successful, if I believe that I'm capable of accomplishing my dreams, if I believe that this world is capable of creating a more prosperous and loving reality for everyone, if I believe those things, that it's infinitely more likely that it will actually happen. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I love what you're sharing. I, um, I definitely share that kinship with you in that um, the idea that, you know, being able to like of science and philosophy and spirituality sort of like realm in like dance together even now like walking into multinational corporations and delivering trainings on mindfulness and emotional intelligence and really it's all coming from like a spiritual need and a spiritual bent um just yeah, i think that's for me one of the most exciting things about being alive in 2019 is that these things do have the ability to talk to each other a lot more than perhaps they did in a different time um, but I think that is kind of what I wanted to talk to you about as well was like grounding all that in, like you said, you know, like when did I become a woo-woo hippie? I love just like, boom. <laughs> um, you know, like how does then one person, like the question I want to ask is you've grounded in that person because obviously you've created a life around, you know, all that spiritual development. But then would you say that now you are more successful walking that path that is of your greater truth than you would have ever been doing what you were doing previously? It will depend on how you define success. Yeah. And, and at the end of the day, for me, um, if I were to tell you 10 years ago what I wanted, and not from what it looked like, but why I wanted it, yep. to create impact, to, cre- to be working on films and, and filmmaking, to um, be doing nonprofit work and like making an impact for, for people who are less fortunate, um, these things that I wanted a platform to voice ideas that I thought are helpful to the planet. Like I wanted all those things, how I thought it was going to show up was I was going to go out, move out to Los Angeles and I was going to become a really famous actor. And then as when I was famous, then I was going to be able to use my, my fame to point 
people in the directions of causes that I aligned with, right? Mm. If I look at what before my awakening, what I was actually doing was I was sitting around and I was uh, waiting on someone to give me an opportunity. I was waiting for someone to call and say, hey, you have the part, or first you have the audition, then, oh, great, you have the part. And then I was going to a job where they were telling me, okay, we're ready for you now. Great, now you can come here, stand here, say this. And I literally, my entire reality was waiting for people to tell me what to say and what to do and give me opportunities that I wanted. And since my awakening, what it has done is it's empowered me as the creator of my reality to say, I'm going to take things into my own hands. And now what is unveiling itself and continuing to unveil itself more and more is everything that I wanted. So the impact, the platform working on film, I have my own YouTube show called the art of choosing love, which is like, I'm so proud of, and I get to work on creatively and it looks whatever we want it to look the team. And, and it's a team I'm working with my best friends the ability, we're like family. And so the ability to travel the world, do all that, like, it's better than I could have imagined it. Mm-hmm. And all the other things too, like financial abundance, beautiful relationships, like these things are, have also been a part of this. And so to answer your question, I consider myself successful by the standards that I was considering 10 years ago. And it's come to me in ways that I never could have imagined that it would show up. I love that. I think you've highlighted a really important point in terms of success is extremely relative as well and how you sort of manifest and create what it is that you want um, is really up to you and what you really desire. I think there's a challenge in there and I think you've spoken to this in some of the episodes I've listened to your podcast as well, which is, you know, oftentimes we get trapped into pulling ourselves into other people's desires. Hmm. Yeah. Well, not just other people's desires, but society's conditioning. Mm. We get raised. And if you think about it, right, the education system was more or less designed to get people to fit into a corporate world, mm-hmm. right? There was this explosion with the industrial revolution. And so now schooling became, how can we fit them into these massive companies that are growing? Mm -hmm. And what you're seeing now is a move away from that. Mm -hmm. We've gone so far in this direction and now you're seeing this rise of entrepreneurial entrepreneurial endeavors Mm -hmm. and startups and crypto and all these technologies that are supporting entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. And um, what we haven't seen is a a massive shift in the, the way we're educating. And so right now we have people who have aspirations to do creative endeavors and we have systems that are trying to keep people and put them into these boxes. And um, we get to start aligning the systems we're living in with the ethos as a collective that we want to create. I think what you're sharing is really powerful because what I've come to learn for me personally, this podcast is my own school. You know, and so this is me and like, I'm, I'm sure you can probably relate to a big degree is like uh, when you start interviewing these people, you start learning exactly directly what you need to learn in that given moment. Um, and it really forms your own school. And what we're talking about podcasting, I just, this is something I refer to quite a bit. And I think you've, you know, there's, you were mentioning this just before that you were waiting for someone to come along to give you the role, give you the shot while you were waiting in LA. Um, and I often reflect on my own personal journey a little bit and I, I've coined a term. I don't know if, I, if I've coined it or if it's been there before, but this idea of like savior syndrome, um, you know, I was waiting for someone to sort of be like, Hey, like 
you know, maybe I just grew up Indian and I was just waiting for a guru because that's what it is in my lineage. I don't know. Um, but someone would be like, like, take my hand and, you know, this is the way we can sort of figure this out. Um, and a big reason why, I, you know, I tried all these different things where it was like marketing, all these different like communities, meeting people and like my friendship groups and just trying to find a way where somewhere like where I really embedded and I clicked in and I could learn and I guess effectively find a vehicle that would give me growth that I could commit to and it would like help me, you know, like grow in a certain way. Um, I think community is really the biggest thing for that in my in hindsight, but the podcast has helped me like deliver and create that in a really big way. And so for me, I've through that journey come to realize that actually there was no one that was ever going to like reach out and be like, Hey, yo, like I'm just going to take you where you need to go. It was on me to show up and create the podcast, create a vehicle for myself to step into. I think this is like massive to sort of have this conversation with you because one of your most famous uh, spoken word pieces is like, we're the ones that we've been waiting for. Yeah. There's the, the, I was just thinking about that, you know, the poem that went viral, uh, its title is you are who you've been looking for. Mm. And um, there's a, there's a very real thing that happens where people forget that if they have a big dream, Mm. the reason they have that dream is because their unconscious can see potentiality of how they can do it. I don't believe that you are given a dream that you can't accomplish. Yeah, I believe I that, that the reason, the, the fact that you're even having it means that the possibility exists for you to create it. And um, the, the only way that you're going to create your dreams is if you are taking action towards creating your dreams. And the action will come from an inspired place. So it doesn't necessarily even feel like work. It doesn't feel like, oh, I have to do this. You're just excited to do it because it's the next step of achieving your dream. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if you're unwilling to take the action necessary, then the dream is not big enough and exciting enough, or you have too many fears, insecurities, and doubts that need to first be looked at and worked through so that you can develop the courage and the motivation and the inspiration to take the action. But one of those two things is going to need to shift. And um, I'm, I'm excited to find it even in my own life because it's also not something that you have forever. I go through these, these ebbs and flows of being so motivated and so clear about what I'm doing. And then I hit these walls where I feel like I've accomplished what I set out to do in so many ways. And now I'm searching for the thing that's going to catapult me through the resistance again. And mm-hmm. it's, it's an ebb and flow. And the exploration of where that inspiration, the exploration of your inspiration is going to lead you into um, new, new brain, like new neurology and that new neurology, you're going to learn new things. You're going to experience new things. You're going to dream new things and that's going to reveal your new motivation. It's a way, it's a self-fulfilling mechanism to keep you growing and evolving. So in that process of developing and growing and like, yeah, like what you've just been sharing, how important is the role that you've taken in terms of sharing yourself so transparently with other people. It's almost like a sense of accountability in that, correct? Well, the reason that I've, I've started to do that, so I was doing it for years now with, with my podcast, The Deep Dive, right? That, mm-hmm. that podcast was my first way of just intimately letting people into my head. 
And then it went next level, the YouTube show, The Art of Choosing Love. And now it's like this conscious reality show of the most vulnerable, raw moments of my healing process, my creative process, so many things. From the breakup, from the woman I thought I was going to have kids with, we were together for nine and a half years, Mm. to the um, first time I publicly acknowledged being sexually molested at the age of five, to the creative journey that I'm now on where I have, I'm setting a massive goal to DJ at Burning Man, my own music creation. And I don't know how to DJ. I don't, I haven't created my own video, but that's just going to happen. And I want people yeah. to see what it looks like to manifest your dreams. I'm showing people those moments because there were a lot of people coming up to me when I was touring my spoken word poetry through Canada specifically, who were saying, I've always heard to choose more love. And I've always heard to love myself more, but I've never known what that actually means or what that looks like. And I realized also that it can look different for everyone. So anyone who's telling you what it looks like, it's, is telling you what it looks like for them. Subjective. Not empirical. So at the end of the day, all I can really do is what love, what does love look like for me? Mm. I'm going to show it to you and you can do what you want with it. I'm going to show you why I'm making the decisions I'm making. And maybe you'll be able to take something and apply it to your own life. But I'm not sitting here telling you, do this, do this, do this, do this. And that's the only way that you'll ever experience love or be happy. And Mm. I just wanted to show people instead of tell people. There's enough people telling people. And the age of the guru on the mountaintop, I just don't buy into it anymore. I'm human just like everyone else. I think that's the most inspirational thing. And I think that's kind of the mission of the inspired evolution as well. You know, like um, I'm on like this path to just sort of create the next iteration of myself and whatever may come in that may look like. Um, and again, like you said, like no two people are the same. Like I deeply adhere and I'm sure you're much the same with your background is that we are just the universe looking in on ourselves, you know, so what love looks like for you is not what it looks like for me. And that kind of comes back to these days. Like I'm researching a lot around flow and where that sort of appears in my life. And again, I feel like every person's flow is unique and distinct as well. So how do you, like, you have this vision of speaking at Burning Man, right? Uh, DJing at Burning Man. What are the little bits, like, because, like, internally it's like, okay, I have this dream. And then at what point do you externalize it? And then also, like, because you're now sharing it with people. Um, And so people can now hear that this is going to be a thing. Then you've got to, like, craft the skills to actually go and do this. there's so many steps to that journey of like the inner work that takes place, right? Like A, the vulnerability to say like at first, to, okay, let's start with a vision and then the vulnerability to expose yourself that this is actually a crazy, big, hairy, audacious thing that I want to do. And then actually taking the steps and like the courage and the skills and all like and the humility, as you said, to find out that I don't know. Can you run us through a little bit around that? Yeah, I'm a big believer in creating a bit of pressure to, I think that most life forms in pressure, (laughs) you know what I like literally in, in pressure, in the, like, in that, that molding, Mm. uh, it happens. And mind you, pressure is not, um, I've gotten, I've released the idea that it needs to be painful or hard or, uh, uh, uncomfortable necessarily, but it's going to be challenging. And pressure is not stress. Yeah. Our response to pressure can be stress. 
and we can choose stress, but it doesn't have to be stress. And so I don't use stress as a motivator. I don't use fear as a motivator, but what I do is recognize that I can create a little bit of conscious pressure by saying, this is going to happen by this time. And now that I tell people that I now get to take ownership of, of that, that vision and that dream. And because I'm playing it at the level that I'm playing it, I'm going to point my entire show at that journey. And that means that like, I'm going to broadcast all of that to the world and the whole social media. And so there's an added pressure of there's going to be hundreds of thousands of people who are going to be expecting either me to accomplish that goal. And that's, that's my belief is that it's going to happen. And there's probably several thousand people who are like, yeah, I want to see him not make it. You know, and either way, either way, it's going to be something that's fun and exciting. It's going to be expansive. And I've already started. Yeah. I've already started making the music. I've already started like starting to learn how to DJ and figure it out. I've already started because I'm, there's no way in my mind that it doesn't happen. It's inevitable. It's going to happen. And I'm just going to do my part so that the universe, so it's easy on the universe to give it, to make it happen. (laughs) I think that sounds really straightforward, but like actually having that mindset and that belief is so deep and so rooted in terms of actually trying to create things um, that it really can't be understated. On the flip side to like, you know, sharing and setting these big, very audacious goals and sharing them with people and like, like putting yourself out there as much as you possibly can you've done something interesting recently in that I feel kind of privileged to have this conversation with you because I know you've taken some time off actually. You've given yourself a week to just like disconnect and just approach silence, approach stillness, and you know, um, which I think is kind of counterintuitive, like would sound counterintuitive, right? It's like someone that's consistently like balls rolling, social media is thriving. Like, you know, I've got this thing where I have to consistently be present, part of the machine, part of the mechanism. Um, why would someone like yourself just go, wait, Uh, yeah yeah i mean there's no shortage of work quote work to do it's the office based tps reports right it's a list a mile long of things that i could go one to the next to the next to the next and not get caught up for weeks just Mm. go into that stuff um and so the decision to step into silence and solitude was because of two things one i believe in in balance. I believe in balance. And so I've been traveling the world with a camera on me and a crew around me for the last six months. Mm -hmm. And, um, I was thinking, what is the exact, like, what's the furthest from that, that I can think of by Mm -hmm. myself and not talking (laughs) inside. That's the furthest I could, I think to go Look for the opposite. Yeah, like basically, I literally just thought, what is the opposite of what I've been doing so that I can create some balance for my, my system? And then the other reason was because I hit a breaking point um, mm. in late part of last year where we had just been moving at a pace that I was setting. I'm the head of the horse and I'm setting this pace, but I, I started to break down of getting sick. My team got sick. It didn't feel fun. Mm. It felt like work. It felt like responsibility. It felt like pressure that was becoming stress. And all of this was something I was aware of. And my priority is only living a life that I love to live. Mm. And if what I'm doing stops being fun, I'm going to stop doing it. Mm. 
And the thing is that I know that I want to keep doing this. The question isn't about doing something different. The question is what gets to change so that this becomes fun again. Right. And the only way that I thought to do that was I get to listen. I get to stop doing because what I'm doing is, is causing my breakdown. So let me stop and let me just listen. Wow, that's profound. I really appreciate you sharing that. Um, and so, yeah, I think it's interesting that you share that last year was the hardest year. You mentioned this um, previously as well. You just alluded into that. When there's so much like, you know, um, just watching the growth of your, your podcast as well. Like last year was probably when you experienced the most growth as well, though, when you were going through all of this. Does that kind of, is that just the pendulum swinging, I guess, in terms of balance? Like, you know, the growth starts to happen and then all these things start to just come into your field and what do you say yes to, what do you say no to, and you've got to kind of rebalance? Yeah, and there's an acclimating aspect to all of it, you know? When you, when you, my, my, when I, when that poem went viral, I was receiving hundreds of messages a day. Mm. Messages every single day where the, it was just, how I deal with that because that's one video, literally one video. And we are going to be putting out content every Sunday. We've been putting out content for the last six months, but we're committed to every Sunday putting out content on the art of choosing love. Any of those videos could be great successes. You don't really know what's going to go viral, but the more that you're creating, the more opportunity that there is for that to happen. And the audience only continues to grow if you're consistent with the content you're putting out. And so the point is that how I was dealing with what was coming back to me was not uh, effective for me to continue to stay in my highest, my highest vibratory state. Mm. And so I got to see early on, whoa, good thing it wasn't five viral videos. You would have like, you would have jumped off a bridge. Just what is the, what is, and it's giving me now an opportunity to acclimate and say, Mm. oh, okay, how do I want to design a system that works better for that? Even if it's, I need more time throughout the day for meditation. I need more time throughout the week to go exercise. Like however it is, I get to adjust and pivot what I'm doing to acclimate to what has shifted in my reality. And it's this back and forth game that we play where our reality shifts and we shift and then our reality shifts and then we shift and we're, we're dancing with the universe. And that's a never-ending process. I like the grace with which you've described that. And uh, it makes a lot of yeah. sense. And, uh, yeah, just realizing, like, how much um, information would be coming in. I think the thing that really um, touches home to me, and I'm really excited to have you here today, is because like, I think a lot of people have, like, yes, content that goes viral. Um, but I think the, the due diligence that you had to your tribe, to your community that were listening and following along, um, you made the effort of even amongst like responding to everybody, like I know you went back to everybody, um, to then also taking the energy of going, hey guys, like I will write back to all of you as well, but just appreciate that there's hundreds of you writing into me every day, just like again and again. Like I know I'm kind of on the anvil of transparency, but like there's just so much value and so much heart that it takes to do that. You know, it's like, hey, I'm swamped, but I will get back to you, you know, and like just the attention that you afford to the people that are there to support you. Um, I really value that, you know, just taking the time to share that with people. Thank you, man. I really appreciate that acknowledgement of that because I work very hard on personally responding. I currently don't have people running like my social media accounts. And so the messages, the comments, all of that I'm doing personally. And 
I don't know how much longer I'm going to be able to do, but it is something that's very important to me because I also recognize that when my spiritual awakening started, mm. what happened was every single night and every single day, I was a student of spirituality. I was a student of manifestation. I was a student of meditation. I was a student of channeling aliens. I was a student of like whatever it was. I wanted to know about it and I wanted to see what resonated as true for me. And every night I was watching like spiritual YouTube videos and listening to podcasts and things. And when I worked out, instead of listening to music, I was listening to spiritual personal development podcasts while I was working out and prided myself on working out my brain and my body at the same time. Like the point is that I changed my life because of online content. Mm. My life changed because of the stuff that I learned online and in books and in podcasts. And now I'm creating it. And I know that that person who's sending me a message may have had their life change. And I, and they may also be going through something where all they want to do is be acknowledged because it can be really lonely to start to awaken in the, on this planet when no one around you is supportive of that. Mm. It can be incredibly lonely and it can be scary to go, what is happening right now? I'm starting to feel all these emotions that I've never felt before. I'm starting to question my reality and that can be really scary. And we have an opportunity with the internet and we have a fate, like for example, we have a Facebook group, the Art of Choosing Love Facebook group, which has 3000 members, which is our community where we're able to release an episode of the show and then create a space where people can talk about it so mm. that they can understand maybe how to apply it to their life or see how other people are applying it to theirs. And I am all about creating tribe and community to support people in the awakening process, in the process of questioning reality and stepping in to ownership of themselves as creators of that reality. Man, I'm just... <laughs> I love that. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that. That is so deep, so profound. So, um, yeah, just the heart that you bring to, to all of that. I think... Um, question that comes up for me then is um like being like defining the support on the journey like with you like in your personal journey like you always had like you're obviously how do I articulate this I've come to find through podcasting people on the inspired evolution that people's greatest challenges often form their greatest gifts um and it's quite obvious that you know you're doing a lot to support others on their journeys um is it because you felt like a lack of support perhaps on your journey I think the, the reason I'm so passionate about it is because of two things. Some of it is directly the result of my wounding as a child growing up. I was a very late bloomer. I didn't feel like my, like my voice was being heard. I had to be the loudest or the funniest or whatever. So there was value to my voice. And um, so there's definitely a part of me that there's, and it's less and less this part, but especially early on, it was, I want to feel like I'm making an impact. Right. I want to feel like what I'm doing matters. I want to feel like I'm, I'm, um, I'm, I'm using the gifts that I was born with and that I've been gifted through, you know, just my upbringing to, to really do something with it that I feel is meaningful. And more and more, I'm able to release that 
you know, so it's not coming that what's driving me isn't the need to prove anything, but that's what was a, a big part of the initial push. Yeah. And then now more and more, what I recognize is um, where I came from, where my dad, he's from the Philippines. And so it's a very stereotypical stoic Asian male role model of not showing emotions and not there, there weren't hugs and I love you's like, it wasn't a part of my reality. And I shut down my emotions. I told myself it wasn't safe to feel. And I, I, I didn't cry. I didn't, when I first started dating, um, my ex-girlfriend, we ended up being together for nine and a half years, but early on she would tell me we would get into these, these debates or arguments and I would shut down. And she said it was really scary. It was like dating a robot where I was just like, yep, I'm kind of over it. And I just would, my, I would be able to shut my emotions down completely. Yeah. And part of that to me is recognizing that where I'm at now, if you watch the YouTube show, we have a joke that it's basically me crying all over the world. And, <laughs> and so like, <laughs> for me to be at that place where I can feel that deeply, I know that it's possible for anyone. Like anyone can go on this journey. If they, if they really want to open their hearts, it's possible for people. And knowing that and knowing how much more beautiful life is now that I operate that way, I, I feel as if it would be a shame for people not to at least know they have the choice to do it. That's you inspiring evolution. <laughs> um, and so what inspires you to continue to stay on this path? Like what's next? Is it just more of like what can be created? What is like being burst out of everything that's being, like, what is the inspiration? At the moment? Mm. Uh, like I said, I think that's constantly evolving and shifting. Right now, my motivation is music. I'm incredibly motivated to create music that is, if you think about music, music is simply a frequency. It's literally uh, sound waves. Yeah. And so uh, we have the opportunity, if we want to elevate the frequency of the planet, if we want to elevate the frequency of human beings, we can, we can start like bathing them in high vibe frequencies of, of sound. And um, so I'm really excited to create music that's first and foremost doing positive um, work on the planet. And secondly, and just as important, is that it's dope. <laughs> because the music, the music that we're going to make, it's to be really dope and really cool. I don't want, I don't want some like really etheric meditation thing that people only think would be played in church. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, yeah. I don't want that. I want something where you go, this is fire. I'm going to dance my ass off to this song. I'm yeah. going to play it in my car and, and just sing along. I'm going to think I'm going to memorize the words so that I can like all of it um, gets to be there too. That's awesome. I love that. I absolutely love that. Make it as accessible as possible so it has that wildfire spread effect. And why not? Yeah. That's brilliant. Yeah. People, yeah. <laughs> um, so on your journey, what's been the biggest takeaway that you would want to share with um, like the version of yourself that was perhaps having this conversation 10 years ago with yourself? What would be the one thing you would drop in for yourself? Hmm. Honestly, um, I feel as if knowing, if I could go back, just knowing that it's safe to feel mm. is such a big one. 
Yeah. That it's actually, it's actually okay to feel things and feel emotion and you can feel sad. And you, you know, so much of the issue that the world faces right now is that if you allow yourself to think about the issues on the planet and really feel them, it's overwhelming. There's so many, there's so many issues right now. Um, from pollution to violence to sexual abuse to racism. Like there's just so much that I feel that I was one of these people. And I think a lot of people can relate to this. It's a a numbing to it. We numb ourselves. So we don't feel the pain of knowing that that's happening. And it's okay to feel those things. It's okay because feeling those things is also going to help inspire the action to change those things. And for those that are tuning in, what would you recommend in terms of like getting out to the first way to sort of experience them, like their feeling self? Meditation is usually my starting place for everyone. If you're not meditating yet, do yourself a favor and start meditating. There's no wrong way to do it. I say all the time, just set a timer for 10 minutes, close your eyes, don't move until that timer goes off. And don't worry about the thoughts that you're having. If you have thoughts, good. Notice what they are and just like go back to breathing and you have some more thoughts. Awesome. When you first start meditating, your thoughts are going to be all over the place. Mm. But the thing is, as you sit in with it, what begins to happen is you start to notice the thoughts that occur regularly. You start to notice the things that keep popping up. You start to notice the patterns and those are going to give you clues and insight into what you're feeling. And then you can start to explore why you're feeling it. And then when you have that information, you start to say, okay, well, do I want to feel that anymore? And then you start to architect how you want to be and who you want to be and what kind of life you want to live. But that's only possible when you first have the awareness of what actually is now. I love you. <laughs> Absolutely. And so Thanks, um, brother. I love you too. <laughs> it's just yeah, I yeah, everything you're sharing just resonates at the cellular level. So um, if we could broadcast a message to the masses, I know you're doing this every Sunday already. Um, what is like what is what can we distill like to the to its core? Is it to live what you love or share like what would be the one message that My message for everyone is that always, in always, you are seen, you are heard, and you are loved. Mm. Thank you so much for sharing that. Mm. And for those that want to get in touch with Adam, what's the best way to to reach out and find your work? I know there's the YouTube channel, there's the podcast as well. Do you have a preference for people to find you? Yeah, I have have a lot of online real estate. So basically, you can go... You can go to adamroa.com, A-D-A-M-R-O-A.com, and you can go to theartofchoosinglove.com. Mm-hmm. And um, then I'm on all the social platforms. So if you search for Adam Roa or The Art of Choosing Love on YouTube, you'll find it. Instagram, adam.roa. Facebook, Adam Roa. Uh, all of that is available. And the podcast is The Deep Dive with Adam Roa, and that's available on iTunes, SoundCloud, uh, the podcast app, you know, wherever you get yep. your your podcasts and i think the big thing that i just want to highlight for people and uh, i know you're already inundated with uh, with communication but the the reality is that like i was sharing and this is something that has just really stood out for me is that adam like personally just you know takes it upon himself to get in touch with you and take the effort to really connect with you and see what's going on and i really respect that in a really deep profound way i think it's easy to just sort of let things slide but just the integrity that you bring to that space is really profound 
Um, I've got one last question, but I really want to um, just thank you, obviously, first um, for today, uh, showing up, taking the time to share your vibe, share your love, share your heart with us all and the deep insights. Um, and also the work that it takes, you know, like um, it doesn't drop into place. And here we are having this conversation, you know, there's a lot that comes into the frame. And I just want to thank you for all the work that you've done on yourself and with your reality and your relationship with that. And uh, obviously wishing you all the best uh, for what's coming up. Um, my last question, brother, is beyond the name, beyond, um, beyond the work that you're doing at the moment, beyond the music, um, beyond the clothes, beyond Adam Roa, beyond the poetry, who are you? I'm human. <laughs> I'm, I'm a, I am a human being just like everyone else, figuring it out, doing the best I can and creating my reality through what I choose to believe life to be. Thank you so much for sharing that so openly with all of us. It really inspires us. Yeah, thank you for having me on. Thank you, everybody, for listening. You are seen, you are heard, and you are loved. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Tribe. Thanks for tuning in to another fun, enlightening episode of the Inspired Evolution. I've been loving all the feedback and personal stories of love, uh, health, and growth. Your feedback and stories are incredibly welcome. The easiest way to connect with me is via my website, which is www.amrit-sandu.com. You can leave me a message or a comment. It's one of my highest values to connect, so I love to connect and love to hear from you. You can also find me on Facebook, Amrit Sandu. And if the content has been resonating with you, you can help the Inspired Evolution out in a big way by liking the YouTube channel, subscribing to the Inspired Evolution, or the Facebook page, like that please, at the Inspired Evolution, or by leaving a review on iTunes if you're on an Apple device. And also, if the Inspired Evolution episodes are inspiring an evolution within you, or you can feel the inspiration is valuable for your team to evolve to the next level, you can head on over to www.amrit-sandu.com to see how the Inspired Evolution can help you and your team thrive. Much love, tribe. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.